Welcome back to the basement, everyone. You are now tuned into Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual. Um, we have a very special podcast for you this week. Uh, it's one uh, that we've been trying to do for a while. Started off when I introduced uh, young Eduardo to this album we're going to be talking about. And, uh, you know, we're big fans of Numero Group here. Uh, that is no secret. We uh, are inspired by their work and by the music they bring to the masses. Uh, and the album we're going to be talking about today, the Brother Man original soundtrack, original motion picture soundtrack, uh, to a film that never existed, actually, is one of their finest. In fact, I think it was one of the first uh, Numero Group releases that I ever picked up. A couple years old. Uh, We've referenced it on this podcast many times. We have used music from it on this podcast many times. Uh, now we are actually going to dive into it and kind of review it and kind of just show it some love. So uh, you, you're lucky you tuned in because if you haven't heard this shit, your mind's about to get blown. Unless you're Carrie. Um, uh, we're also going to be talking again about uh, Kesha. Uh, this was, We taped this a couple weeks ago. And um, when we taped it, it had come out that basically the rumor was Sony was going to drop Dr. Luke. That was immediately refuted. Uh, since then, uh, serendipitously, there more news has come out. And uh, now uh, Kesha's lawyers are fighting the injunction um, or, or the ruling that was laid down before where, where uh, she could not get out of her contract. Uh, with Dr. Luke immediately because that provided ultimate relief and uh, her and her team compared the uh, decision and her being locked into this to slavery. So, you know, the discussion we're going to have is about uh, a very frank discussion, actually, about harassment, whether it be sexual or otherwise, uh, it, not just in the music industry, but as a whole uh, might be a little uncomfortable for some people, but uh, this is a this is a real real problem. Um, you know, again, not just in the music industry, but in the world of the whole. And uh, I'd I'd like to stop talking about it, but uh, you know, basically people keep fucking up. So um, we're going to be talking about that. But in terms of the actual like logistics and or not logistics, but but the, the specifics of what's going on, uh, that, that case is sounding more and more. Um, like possible bullshit. That is my opinion. There's not anybody else's on this podcast opinion. Uh, it's just mine. But, you know, when you break out the XYZ is like slavery, uh, you're, you're grasping at straws. Uh, and, you know, but, I, but what I hope most is that everything, uh, all the truth will be revealed about this case and others. And, uh, and we can just move on to better people. Maybe that'll never happen. I don't know. I'm rambling at this point. Uh, we also have a uh, nice track from you, another Numero Group uh, alumni, Father's Children. Another record that uh, has sat with me for quite a while, and uh, and I just love it, and you're going to love it too. Carrie liked that one. Spoilers. Uh, so that's your podcast for this week. Or this Friday or Thursday. Uh, so here you go. This is episode number 168 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast. Where we're talking about the Brother Man original motion picture soundtrack. Okay. It comes here. And it finishes here. Two men enter. One man. Merely a two-word review. Just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last minute. That right there is a wonderful sound. 
Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, come on, come talk. Come on, baby. Hey, baby, we're getting ready to listen to some 70s sounds. Hey, lady. Hey, lady. Looking sexy. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's happening, girl. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening in stereo. Somebody doesn't want to help her brother, man. Yeah. Somebody's got no love for the brother, man. I mean, she doesn't know. That's staying in. That's completely staying in. If you guys are ready, welcome back to the basement. Carrie, you made it back. Yay. Eduardo, you're still here. Always. I've I've never left. Like, seriously. You don't realize, Kevin, that Eduardo moved into your basement like three weeks ago. Did you? Squatter's rights, man. Okay. Can you... As his attorney, I can assure him that he has... He has chaos rights. I came, I came for the 311 CDs, actually. So, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> well, now, nice callback. <laughs> now that you re- revealed where you hide them. Nice oh, callback. Um, hanging around waiting to find out where they are. This week. He doesn't actually like any other music. He's or, just faking it. <laughs> this, well, this episode. I keep saying this week because I'm used to us doing them one a week, but we're actually doing two a week. So this mm-hmm. episode, uh, we are... To say we're huge fans of Numero Group out of Chicago is putting it lightly. Uh, we talked about this at the end of the Megadeth podcast. Very, uh, not even drunk, just fucking hammered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, somehow we made it through it. It was okay. But uh, how much we love these guys. They, they release, they find uh, stuff that's been lost for years. In this case, this is actually something that's been lost for years. And uh, put it back out in a nice final package. It's very, absolutely. Uh, you know. And and they've been doing this for how many years now? Like, I feel like the first eccentric soul was oh seven or something, yeah. or 08. So Maybe. a good while. Yeah, yeah. Now they're branching out into. Uh, they've got soul. They've mm-hmm. got punk. Uh, they have a uh, cosmic Americana one. Yeah, that yeah. they have not sent us yet. <laughs> um, this is a hint. This is very, a hint, very large uh, hint because I actually emailed uh, their PR guy. Uh, uh, you know, but uh, dear friend, a gentle reminder. Yes, um, but so we're going to be talking about one that came out a while ago uh, called. It's by a band called The Final Solution. Um, That's an unfortunate, unfortunate, name. and uh, and. <laughs> Name of the and album is Brother It's not Man. like it hadn't happened before. Yeah, right. You know, I know. Like, right, know. Right. 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 Uh, Years before the internet, so maybe they couldn't look it up. But so we've got that. Before that, though, uh, you know, earlier on the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, you were on this one. We were talking about Kesha and Doctor Luke. Mm-hmm. You do when you point. Yes. They can't see it out I, there. I understand that. That's part of the mystique of the podcast. Yeah, People yeah, have yeah. to wait to hear well, you've who seen the virtual. You've, you've, seen seen the virtual <laughs> you've seen the virtual reality New York Times things. We're working yeah. on that. It's like smell vision <laughs> except more itchy. Uh, that doesn't make any There's sense. There's a Run the Jewels one now, too. Yes, there They're is doing, a Run the yeah. Jewels one. Nobody, um, nobody wants to listen to this podcast and smell vision Yeah. <laughs> cats and beer, true. people in the basement. Uh, so, so earlier this week, uh, there was a report. I, I think it was published in a publication called The Wrap. Is that the correct? Uh, Or saying that Sony was looking into dropping Dr. Luke. If you're not up on the situation, uh, Kesha is trying to get out of her contract with Sony, specifically with Dr. Luke's Kimasabi records. And she's one of the things she has alleged is that he raped her. He emotionally abused her. He physically abused her and all this stuff. Uh, This is a case that is in court. So, and go back to the, it was uh, Rihanna. It was no, it was not. Oh, oh, you know what? I was not on. It was on um, Animal Collective. I think it was, I think it was you and Marcus. Yes, were talking it was me about and Marcus. It. Yeah. So, so go back to the Animal Collective if you want to yeah. get filled in, or just search the internet. It's everywhere. So, <laughs> recently uh, this week, they said Doctor Luke, and it was very detailed on how they were going to do it and why they were going to do it. 
this was going to be our major news story, except then just today, <laughs> right. his it's, lawyers... It's not true. Well, well his lawyers right. say it's not true, which okay. is exactly the same thing as in is going on in the Kesha case. Uh, so I guess rather than explore that, we're going to put links to these in, in the show notes, but should, do you guys uh, view, uh, think, do you think Sony should drop Dr. Luke? Yes. Yeah? Why? Yeah. Um, anytime you have... The, the <clears throat> if it were just one person and in, and there were enough background, it is just one person. There. There, there, there's a lot of background there's a lot behind of, there's him. A lot of people <clears throat> saying that he's a meanie, but there's one person saying that he is guilty of crimes. This is this is uh, kind of like a, a cross a um, Bill Cosby esque sort of thing where yeah, you yeah. can't. You can't jump in with a toe. You you can't dip into this. You either have to go fully in or say, I, I don't want to talk about it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with the types of allegations and the um, what I am reading behind some of the statements that have been made by other people that he's quoted, he's a meanie or whatever, mm-hmm. there's a hell of a lot going on here that yeah. that we don't know. And the, the Mar- fact that... Marcus put it as this is a gray area. It's not a gray area. It's dark, dark, dark gray area. It's okay. I would say it's all, all the way in the black. That there's enough going on that if you know anything about, um, I'm not sure that I feel comfortable talking about this. Frankly, um, if you in the in the work that I do, I deal with a lot of women who have been through sexual abuse, a yes. lot of teenagers who have been taken advantage of and who have been sexually abused, and the phrasing that I've seen in multiple areas in this leads me to believe that this is not a a person that you want in charge of musical talent, particularly in a field that is already rife with people being taken advantage of. And so, so to, to but, but again, knowing I, you don't want to talk specifically about yeah, this, because I'm a, because I, I, this you a can't point, you can't make allegations right. like this. Well, and somebody. This, is, this is a point then so, that we did bring up because we were saying and recognizing that we're men you know, and there's a certain like experience that you can't, right? You know, but I'm also like a very practical person, and I allegations are allegations to me. You don't try something in the public eye. You don't right. do that. I mean, you do if you're if you're a shark lawyer and you're trying to win it. But so so the, the what no, no knowing what I know about how the legal process works, uh-huh. and knowing what I know about. Trauma, sexual abuse, um, persons in uh, a position of authority abusing that, I would feel very uncomfortable with the company that continues to keep him on just because, oh, hey, he's talented. Because that, to me, is the same as NBC saying, well, we're going to give Bill Cosby a new show because, God damn it, that guy is funny. Because he is funny. But he's also, I think, at this point... I think that it's okay to go ahead and say he's a serial fucking rapist. I see that's that's where that's where we differ. I don't think it's okay to say that. He that's may true. Be, no, it has to. It's not. It's alleged. Uh, there, there are. I believe. I. For example, I am very for, for example, okay. for example, uh, Lady Gaga's manager uh, went. Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, Kesha's manager went and said that he raped Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga herself immediately refuted that. Said that did not happen. Ever, like this, this is a real thing. So it's 
But that's an entirely different situation. Just because they both have the word rape in them does not make them similar story structures and does not make them similar fact patterns. So I think, um, and and I think Kevin, you and Marcus kind of touched on this a little bit, which is that there is, um, as with many incidents like this, there is going to, there's like something that we'll never know, right? There's, there's forever going to be like a, he said, she said, and that's really complicated. I think, I think for, for Sony, there's no doubt that he is a liability. And I think that, um, and I understand why a company would want to cut ties with someone who has right. become such a PR liability for them. And that's, and I'm, I'm, I'm sidestepping the kind of the central issue um, just for a moment, just to say that, because I think it's weird. We, I think this came up a little bit when we talked about Heath, Heathcliff Baru too, yeah. which was, the, 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 it's this whole idea that in the music business you have, there is, there are so many corporate interests and so much money involved and it's still a profession where, or a world where someone can come in the next morning and be like, oh, I did so much coke last night. I'm sorry I was such an asshole. Right, right, right. right. So there's not a lot of places in the universe where there are right. millions of dollars at stake. Right. And it's okay to be a coked up asshole and totally overstep every boundary and come in the next yeah. morning. As long as you're, like, as long as you're good at your job. Yeah, right. everyone's like, yeah, you know, that's, yeah, you did, you did do a lot of coke last that's night. A, that's, <laughs> so glad to see that you. is the lifestyle, right. man. That's so, what we're, yeah, that's, um, yeah. So, it's such a, it is a very strange industry. Yeah. And, 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 and so I think, I think if I'm Sony, the lesson I take away from this is that there needs to be much more careful management of how the people that you're delegating this authority to actually treat talent. And, and so, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think if I'm Sony, there's, there's a big lesson to take as far as the, the, like the central. So, um, because I didn't get to be on that podcast, right. um, two things I want to say quickly. Because they first, scheduled it when you couldn't be available yeah. on purpose. <laughs> right. No, he, he was, no, he was, was in the bathroom. I was. I was. <laughs> he just missed it. I think I was Sorry. seeing a witch that night. No, um, yeah, you were seeing a witch. Yeah. So um, at the time of the Kobe Bryant incident in Colorado, the New Yorker did this, one of their patented like 20,000 word write-ups on the, on the, on the, on the status of the rape law. The state of basketball. And well, yes. one of the, but, right. but, this, but this was really specific to how rape is prosecuted in U.S. courts. And if you read that article, you come away with the, like I read that and I was like, holy shit, I cannot believe that anyone ever gets prosecuted, let alone convicted of rape, given all the barriers in place to bring appropriate legal action and all the sort of confounding circumstances that juries are asked to consider or disregard. It's astonishingly complicated. It fucking sucks. It should not be that way. That's, that's, that's one thought. I would recommend everyone go read that article because it really helps you understand what a victim has to put up with to, um, to, to bring their case to court. The second thing is that I can, you know, I can think without even trying really hard, I can think of four or five women I know easily who have been uh, the victims of sexual violence. Um, And that's the ones who have felt comfortable enough with me to tell me or for it to come up in some way where, um, where I happened to learn of that fact. So I can only assume that I actually know far more women who have been subjected to something like that. Um, I don't know a lot of men who've been falsely accused of rape. And so that's, that's where I I just, you know, and, and that doesn't mean anything that's purely anecdotal, but 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 with but like I have a hard time, uh, you know, my my bias and I completely will disclose it is to generally believe uh, is to generally believe the victim in these in these kinds of situations. And and yeah, I don't you know, I, uh, I, I don't know enough about the facts in this circumstance. I don't think anyone does. Mm-hmm. I like Marcus's hypothesis that there's someone in, you know, 
Saint-Tropez. Saw something. Yeah, sitting on $4 off. million dollars that Sony gave him to make sure that they never, ever talk about what actually happened. Right. Um, and I, I will jump in and, and say that, I mean, I, I, I've been in criminal defense for a long amount of time. I work with, you know, troubled juveniles for a very long amount of time. Yeah. The statistics on false rape claims are shockingly high in that they're the, the, the claims that do come forward, at least 25 to 30 percent are demonstrably false. So there are a lot, you okay. know, and I'll say that as a woman, there are a lot of women who get pissed off and then they do right. go in. Okay. That does, the, the problem with that is it's the same as you've got 10 percent of cops that are shitty and it makes all the other 90 yeah, percent of yeah, cops right, look right, bad. Right, and right. it makes things more difficult yes. right. when a woman really is attacked real, and, and to have to go through the process that they have to do for screening to weed out the ones who were in there just because they got jilted or they got too drunk or they don't know, you know, what happened or somebody broke up with them or whatever, you end up with, I, I, I phrase that inaccurately and inartfully and I apologize, but there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of false claims that, that go along with this situation. What I will say on this particular thing is as a, I think, what uh, you know, Eduardo's thing is as a business takeaway, you have to get rid of him at this point. Well, why not what just I- let let her out of her contract? That's oh yeah. See, and I have a, I, when Marcus but, and I talked about this, I said, in if you and I'm holding my hands out like this big. <laughs> if Sony is this big, how big and, is and how big is Sony? Sony's this so big. big. <laughs> and and if. If Sony is this big, Kesha is this little drop in in the corporate bucket of Sony, and they can really afford to just be like, okay, fine, you're out. We right. lose like two right. million dollars. That sucks. But now we're pushing into this weird space where they're like, if they drop Doctor Luke, then they are uh, giving in to public pressure of again a thing that's being tried in the public sphere, right. which I I just. Categorically, I I well, disagree with that. But, but and the thing is, it's yeah. been going. This has been going on for quite some time. Since 2014, and until it blew up after the Grammy, after the Oscars, yeah. Then I mean, I bet there were probably 90 percent of America had absolutely no idea who any that any of this was even going on. Yeah. The thing is, is the reason that I'm uncomfortable talking about these types of things is this could basically be a six hour discussion because there are so many layers to well, it. Could. And it because and- do you say, OK, you get to stay on because you're talented. We're going to put up with your bullshit and your rapiness because you're talented, even if you're just a massive bully and a mean asshole and you make teenage girls cry. Why is that acceptable? Okay, it's maybe not. you're not, not actually raping them, but you're a shithole. Well, so, and, and Carrie, it's actually becoming like we're talking about it a lot this year on the podcast. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. And and I think that's a good thing. So yeah, it it might be a six. It might be a hundred hour right. like over the course of the year. But then you then you're putting companies in the position of being like the moral arbiters of well, what's too mean? Well, what's well, too hurty feelings? Well, if, what's if you're running a company, maybe you should be right. But I think that's a very impossible line to draw because yeah, sure. where do you draw it and in what circumstance? The other issue is if they let – I could see it from Sony's point of view. If they let her out and they, they're saying, we believe our guy and your allegations are bullshit. If they let her out just to like be done with it, then they're setting a precedent that any person that wants out of their contract and that is, is going to say, oh, this happened or that happened or he was too well, mean no, or he was abusive. The precedent they're setting is to say, this guy raped me. 
Right. But it but if you're saying that you're going to turn them into a moral arbiter, where does that where does that? OK, I'm gay and you were mean to me because I am gay. OK, right. I am you know, know. of this it's... ethnicity and you said a racial slur in my presence. So now I want out of my contract. It, it gets into. Well, that's why the judge actually did correctly, I think. I, I, yeah, I don't know that much denied about the injunction. The, the judge denied the injunction because they basically said what you want is absolute relief. Yeah. And that's what the point of the case is. I'm not going to give you absolute relief right, right. now. Because, right. And so and so I think, again, it just goes back to the idea that um, uh, I'm I'm always sympathetic to victims or, or whatever. And I think that if the, if 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 this really happened, then a contract dispute is not the way nope. to litigate the issue. And the court of public opinion is not the right place to try it. That all being said, um, you know, he was clearly a liability for Sony from a PR standpoint. Um, Dr. Luke will probably be fine. Like it's, you know, it's mm -hmm. he'll um, he'll live on. He'll he'll continue working. He'll continue to to produce, you know, hits. Um, Don Imus continues to have radio shows. You know, every time they say that guy is dead and done. I haven't heard his name in years. I know, but I'm just thinking, I'm trying to think back of, yeah. of like, you know, Paula Dean. she'll be back. It's all Will the... She? Of course. She makes shit with KKK butter and it's delicious. I mean, what, what's going on? No, sorry. Yeah, but I mean, I'm a... Every time they say somebody is dead, he's done. He's completely out and we'll never see him That's again. Yeah. They come right back. So... Yeah, that's his fame. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I Chris wanna, Brown. My, yeah, well, Chris Brown. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, we're going to keep talking about stuff, maybe not this specific thing, but stuff like this. I, I suspect that he actually is going to be dropped. I mean, that, that was such a lawyerly, like, nah. -uh. Right. 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 <laughs> and so I feel like that, like, in fact, we'll see in a couple of weeks that he actually has dropped. And, uh, you know, I have. It'll be done in a respectful and stupidly phrased you know, method that neither one of them will win and both of them will say they but, but I, I think I think Sony should just, again, because right now we are at the allegation stage, release both of them. Like, not just release him, be like, you know what? We don't have time for this shit. <laughs> like, and we're just going to, you know, you know pursue your civil case. Mm -hmm. You know, Kesha's team should file criminal charges if she can. Right. Uh, and uh, we're done. We can make money elsewhere. Have a moral conscience. We know Sony doesn't. Uh, <laughs> right. Know, except Spider-Man turned up in the Civil War trailer. So maybe they I do. I know. They released Spider-Man. Yeah. So, yeah. But they won't release Kesha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the? Yeah. So. That's, yeah. Uh, sorry to bring you down, listeners. But, uh, you know, it's important shit that you should think about. Um, should we talk about other important shit that we should think about? Yeah, of course. All right. Here we go.
Um, those sweet sounds. Man, man, they were sweet. Uh, it's a band by the name of The Final Solution, unfortunately. Uh, the name of that album is Brother Man. I, I want to start this by... I think you, Eduardo, you or Carrie can pick up this this fine visual aid, this album cover, and describe it to our listening public. All right, so... Um, <laughs> We have uh, it's it's sort of a pyramid shaped uh, illustration. At the top of it, there is an angry preacher, uh, veins bulging. Oh yeah, full you know screaming, uh, holding the holy Bible. Directly below him, we see a quartet of very uh, uh, just you know dudes in you know swankly dressed, um, and it, that kind of unfolds into a panoply of like the Chicago elevated train and a a young woman snorting what are actually the waves coming off of a speedboat and there's some sort that, of that's cocaine as well <laughs> yeah right no no I, my I should have I should have clearly stated let me that. add a oh yeah this, this woman and she does not look that well by the way I'll, I'll just point that out there's a woman passed out uh, hovered over a toilet there are ambulances being struck there's a dude with a like a Kangol type hat shooting oh, yeah. at you. There's a muscle car. Um, it, it is everything you want out of a 70s. Uh, yes. A fiction, a, 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 a never, never seven, made, <laughs> never made 70s. Uh, Carrie, are you going to give us an insight? What do you, yeah. did um, I, I, did I, I miss would, anything? No, I don't think you missed anything at all. Is this going to be like um, mall rats? You see the sailboat? <laughs> <laughs> there are some boats. Um, I would say that the shape of this is a heap. It is a, it is a oh. heap of humanity. In a variety of scenarios of um, some urban '70s landscapes, um, yeah, it's uh, it's indefinable in a way that uh, I think only the '70s can be. There's also some people falling off the uh, L track, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, in what can only be described That's as called how murder, big is son. <laughs> <laughs> how big is murder? Spurs this big. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think that the exterior is topped only by the the interior, interior. which we're going to talk about. <laughs> so when we're talking about the final solution. Uh, we are talking about a band that started off life as the uh, Calderones. Uh, there's a core of Darrow and Ronnie. So you can see why they changed the name. Yes. <laughs> well, I'll be going to tell you why. A core of Darrow, Ronnie Kennedy. Uh, they're from, I think, the south side of Chicago. And then John Banks and Alan uh, Brown joined them in like 1966 or something like that. Okay. Um, they, they kicked it around. They, they obviously like Heavy Temptations vibe, if you were hearing that. Uh, everything that was going on there, the... Uh, the four uh, Black Harmony groups were like massive around them. Um, they put out a single and it just didn't go anywhere. Didn't didn't do good or bad for them. Uh, so they kept kicking around for a few years and finally got sick of it and they uh, fired their manager. And uh, around that time, you had movies like Sweet Sweet Back's Badass Song. You had The Hard Way uh, doing like this huge. Uh, or three, the hard way. Excuse me, doing massive, massive box office. The, the Shaft, Dolomite, Dolomite. Dolomite. Oh, yeah. you got yeah. yeah. This, this was yeah. this Sorry. was this was the height of black exploitation. This is like the early seventies, um, and you know they were ripe for a change. And they they originally settled on they were going to call themselves the, the Solution. <laughs> 
And then in a hilarious stroke of fate uh, and and historical unawareness, they, <laughs> yeah. they said they historical said naivete. Naivete. It was it was before you could Google something to find out like, hey, has someone else said that? Yeah. <laughs> has that been like a very dastardly thing that's been, and, been done already? And so they renamed themselves to find a solution, which. Um, you know, when a solution is not. Can we consider that maybe there's <laughs> a, final a listener out there that does not know what we're talking about? I hope there's not. Um, I'm hoping that since we have alluded to it multiple times, that in the interim they have now Googled it. it it's just so it's, we don't it's have genocide, to kids. It. It's <laughs> genocide, okay? It, genocide it's, most foul. Uh, it's, it's, this is not death. This is, this is not death to band. Yeah. This is not the uh, proto punk. Because uh, that would be punk as fuck. Like, right. But right. no, this is some smooth style. And also, outlawed, it would also be outlawed in Germany because you can't even sing a. You're certain right. verses of Deutschland, Deutschland over there anymore. So, so the sad tale of this band continues uh, when they see an opportunity. Uh, there is a, a a mogul in Chicago who's like, I see all these films being made. I would also like to make a film like this. And proposes a film called Brother Man. You've heard the description of the artwork. This artwork was taken from reports. It's never, this is not real. Like, there was no poster. Right, they had to commission this, right? They had to commission yeah. this uh, based on what they pieced together the plot. There apparently was no plot, but they put these guys in the studio to record this stuff. And about, like, three quarters of the way through, they're like, yeah, we don't. <laughs> this is a bad idea. We all know Guys, what the this is a on. bad idea on on almost every level that we could conceive. Right, and nobody knew the plot. At some point, they they said, "Here, here's here's the plot: a pusher who became a preacher." Yeah, that's I, it. That's what that that's is. What I, that uh, is the whole thing. <laughs> that that is the that is the complex, complexity of a ten minute porn shoot. <laughs> <laughs> that's still a better movie than Sex in the City Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> Burn, uh, cosine. Uh, <laughs> um, but what these guys did in the studio for this, uh, you know, you have four guys trying to make it in a, in a really tight field. I mean, look, they're up against like Isaac Hayes. Yeah, right. They're up against uh, Bobby Womack across 110th Street, stuff like that. But they have a secret weapon. Which yep. is Carl <laughs> Wolfolk, the guitarist. Oh my, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about that guy. So, so this is um, uh, especially if you listen to that, you know, to the song that that brought us here. Um, you probably notice that there aren't uh, any horns in that song, and this is part of what makes this soundtrack have such a distinctive vibe. Is that they never really got around to doing all the fussy arrangements and mm-hmm. adding in all the horns and all that. So they were too so, busy doing artwork. <laughs> right. Yeah. They were too busy drawing. So but so but so they get these great guitar driven funk tracks down and and really the, the first time you listen to this, um, the the things that I came away with were um, that you can clearly tell that there's a talented uh, vocal quartet um, at work and that there's there's just this guitarist who is just running shit mm-hmm. and just calling the shots and and you hear him on every song you hear him doing amazing things um and i think he was the keeper of these recordings i think they they got these from him yeah. based on what i okay yeah so um and i don't know i know that he had a it, song it literally writing. it literally sat on the shelves for like 30 years <sighs> like as like anybody on the shelves like oh yeah. shit we got to move this again Right. Like we're moving houses, we keep moving it and moving it until. And Numero uncovered this because they were uh, doing the starting the Eccentric Soul series. Right. Right. Okay. So you you played a song of this for me after that 
after we recorded the Megadeth podcast, here, and that was on a Thursday. That was on a Thursday. Was night. it that one? Yeah, and there was, and I had some. I can see the uh, the similarity. Yeah. <laughs> well, Megadeth leads to Brother Man. Exactly. Uh, and I had I had some shit going on, and and uh, my father in law was uh, not well and in the hospital, and so um, I was kind of tired, and I heard that music, and I just thought, oh my god, this is what I. So I think I I think I bought this album like before I got to my car right. that night. And I listened to it riding the train uh, to Richmond the next night out of Union Station. And and let me just heart like it like if you have the opportunity to be emotionally exhausted and concerned and depleted and on a train listening to the Brother Man soundtrack, you should absolutely do it because it'll it'll it's just a warm embrace. It's <laughs> <That's> very specific. <laughs> and you'll, yeah, so I know it's not. I'm not going for a very broad, <laughs> universal thing here. But we if often you, talk if you about like do that. I, I would like to <laughs> clean my house while I'm listening to this. I would like yep. to yeah. drive down the road to this particular thing. This is a you're really exhausted. worried about someone's health, and <laughs> right. you're riding a train to Richmond. That's a new scale. Like <laughs> at I will go get milk too. Right? I will go get orange juice. <laughs> right. I'm going south on a train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a southbound train to visit someone. In the ICU, listen to the Brother Man soundtrack. So, Carrie, you uh, you've had a uh, well. You told me it was a little different reaction. I'm not. The thing is, is that as soon as I saw, I didn't know anything about this. I didn't know where you brought it from or why it was like thrown out there. Mm-hmm. They were going to listen to this. I just, you know, put it on and started listening to it. And I love this genre normally. And so the first, you know, first couple of of measures I was like oh I'm gonna love this and then I kept listening and I kept waiting for something to happen and to me it just it doesn't deliver and maybe it is because of the lack of horns but for me if I'm gonna listen to this genre I'm gonna look for something else because there is such a rich history like I love Tower of Power I love horns Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go listen to Earth Wind and Fire I'll listen to Marvin Gaye if I want some of the quieter stuff from this so do you not have room though for like because look this is this is as we said, this is a f- this is a failed and quite frankly unfinished album. Yeah, right. Right, and just because the thing is, is that I thought about this a lot over the week. Just because I love a genre does not mean that I have to welcome everything that comes in right. to my ears in that genre. And I just I feel like there is a short amount of time for literature and music mm. and podcasts and every other thing. I don't see me ever listening to this again. I listened to it four times this week, wow. and I kept wanting to love it. Because, no, because I, I do love this genre. I, yeah. I wanted to listen. I listened to it in a variety of locations, in my car, in the kitchen, <laughs> in the, you know, outside while I was walking the dogs. And It's called it, state-dependent listening. That's exactly <laughs> right. I could carry it with me everywhere. But it just, it never really struck me. There was never a particular song that I wanted to really go back and, and investigate more. I do think that... Um, there, uh, there's a kind of a nice blend of the, you know, the Sly and the Family Stone, um, couple of songs that I just really could not care less for and wanted to skip. But yeah. um, the the one in particular, are you, are, are you Darius by proxy right now? I am. Okay. Although Daria ran away when you mentioned Daria it, ran so, away. Yeah, so I, I'm somewhere in between you and and her right now. Um, I do think that it it stands out and and it kind of you know puts itself out and apart on ones that have that funk undertone and that they really oh. do do play that up more. Um, like uh, "Gotta Get Through to You," I really liked. Yeah, yeah. That's but it's it. But I wanted it to end at three minutes. And in uh, songs that really speak to me like that are ones that I want to. When it gets to the end, I'm like, oh god, I want more, and I want to hit the skip back and listen well, to it again. On this one, I kept looking to see, God, how much longer is this song going to go on? Well, let's play that song, actually. Yeah. 
And then uh, we'll, we'll come back and address that point. All right.
All right, got to get through to you. We're on the late night shift. <laughs> uh, everything is that, that goes out to uh, Janelle. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is the shadow, not what. <laughs> so, well, 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 speaking of the shadow, and because there was a uh, a reference earlier to. Um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, I think I think right after the first time I heard this, um, Kevin, I I sent you a note to the effect of like, uh, this is the album that Falcon should have recommended to Cap in The Winter Soldier <laughs> to like when he's like here, you know, because I think it's like the Winter Soldier still- that you can't rent right now because fuck you, uh, Marvel. Oh yeah. So, so anyways, you were saying Eduardo. Yeah, no, that, that that was like like my first thought was like, holy shit, like Falcon, like I don't know why he told him to listen to Trouble Man when Brother Man exists. Um, which no disrespect to um, to Marvin Gaye, of course, uh, who mm-hmm. is sacred and whose work should never be unfairly criticized. And he also um, appears on this album in I'm Ready for Love. It is, it is, yeah, of course. There's uh but but that Why was pre, that was pre Robin Thicke, <laughs> so you were allowed to steal from Marvin, <laughs> Marvin Gaye at that point. <laughs> <No>. Wow. <laughs> um, I don't have a point anymore. <laughs> I, was just, I mean, you're like I'm done. Yeah. So I, I I guess the point of this, you know, this is we're experimenting with revisiting albums, and this has been out for a while. This has been in, in my rotation for a long time, much like Jim Selvin's UFO, oh, uh, <laughs> which oh, that was almost today. That, so, oh, which we, you know, we'll wait till the summer months where it's more appropriate to get like fucked up during the day. And, uh, uh, but it's too hot to go outside. It it's is too cold to go outside. Yeah, it's spring, you got to go outside. You know, but. Uh, I wanted to talk about this just to highlight not just the fact that we talk about DIY, we talk about indie bands a lot, and this was a, this is truly an independent band in an era trying to make it and stuff that were you look at like Earth Wind and Fire. The example that's given here is Earth Wind and Fire wasn't big until they were the soundtrack for you know, a movie, and it's like it, right. this is this is true. Uh, there are so many people doing this at the same time and it's fascinating to see like who broke through and who didn't break through and who uh, like what music would have been. We talked about it on the Kendrick podcast. Like if certain things hadn't happened, right. like how, how much of this would have come through. And, you know, this has been last year was a big year uh, in black culture and like just American culture really. And, you have something like this that exists that is part of our history. And I think it's an important part of our history. And like kudos to Numero Group for the work they're doing to dig this stuff up. And because of their presence in understanding how important it is to our history, you know, we will Spotify will throw up Earth, Wind and Fire, they'll throw up the Four Tops, they'll throw up the Temptations, they'll throw up all these things that you heard on the radio that made it to it. But behind all that is this. There's there's a there's a um, an analogy that um, some friends of mine and I always use because we had uh, a phase where we would hunt down these kind of like unremarkable but just forgotten jazz records mm-hmm. that had, that would never be reissued on CD. Um, and certainly by you know the next digital format we get to, like they'll be all but forgotten. And so it's just a few people who kind of pull these things out of. Uh, 
bins and record stores. And, and these aren't the guys. Estate sales. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, but so, uh, you know, there's something to be said for, um, I'll, I'll use a baseball analogy. Like these guys aren't the sluggers. They're not the stud pitchers. They're, they're the guys who just showed up every day and hit singles or doubles. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's something to be said for celebrating the guys who just show up and, and did work. Um, yeah. They didn't necessarily hit it out of the park, but they were there every day. And that and that counts for something. And at some point, you know, th- we risk losing that. Um, yeah. And that's where some, you know, a label like Numero um, is just doing the Lord's work, I think. Yeah. And I, I don't think they, they hit singles doubles. I mean, this is yeah, this, this, literally this actually one is of my homer. favorite yeah. albums of all time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. Uh, the second I heard it, I was I, unlike you, Carrie, felt felt <laughs> deeply connected to it um, because uh, it spoke to that unpolished. Like I've heard all the black exploitation stuff. I've heard, I I know it by heart. It's part of me, uh, but this was something else. And this was this was there's a there's a deeper humanity to a lot of things coming in here. And you can hear the tries and you can hear the failures. And in that, it's you know to me. It's a little better, <laughs> but um, <laughs> what are you laughing at? Uh, it's it is it's one of those things where again it's you, <laughs> the way your face lights up when you talk about certain things is makes me, <laughs> makes me laugh in general. But you, you can definitely see the tries and the failures on this. You can hear where the voices are straining. You can hear where uh, you know some of the harmonies fall apart often where some of the songs fall apart often where it is un, unfinished and mm-hmm. unpolished and they forgot the you know they just like they the never weird, got around to the horns you know, the, the weird uh orchestral yeah. like finishing at the end no. yeah right. Right. right those were those were, those are the two songs that they were able to get all the right you know, they, 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 they were able to get funding for, not, for those last two and you get to like that and you're like, like what is this <laughs> where did this that is come not inappropriate like the brother man's right yeah the two yeah the two the two instrumentals are just i'm not sure what these are but it's kind of like I'm not sure what we're reviewing at that point. If it is, I, I listen. I don't want you know. I'm not going to re- listen to this again because I prefer listening to the stuff right, that is polished, right. that is there. And and I do have you know like all the Tower Power albums and all that. And I'm going to go and listen to those. And I'm I adore Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know the heavy hitters and the sluggers, but. I always, it's, it's, I always feel like at the end of these podcasts that like somehow I've been like chastised for not. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. And I don't feel like you're doing it. It is. I, it's, I, it is I, purely, don't think, I don't think we're going to say is, like, no, 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 I, I don't think is, this is purely more... an internal thing with me. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. you guys make me feel this way. What I am saying is that I internally feel that way where it's like, wow, maybe I should listen to this more because it's broken and it's, you know, oh, maybe well, then the podcast is working. <laughs> maybe there's, there's something wrong with me that this doesn't speak to me in the same way it does no. you, but it's just every, again, it all comes around to everybody listens to music differently and for different yeah. reasons. And I appreciate that this is in the world. I love that somebody has right. found this and brought it to the forefront. You know, I get the, uh, Light in the Attic emails once a week. Yeah. I love reading through them. I love that all those albums are still out there. I'm not necessarily going to go and buy them. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a different. So so so, what would you do with Brother Man? I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. Are you? Yeah, it's not for you. It's not for me, and I, it's not for lack of trying. I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I mean, I wanted to love this. I wanted to to get behind it, but it just. To me, it just it didn't. 
you know, I, I'm going to go listen to Cher's Half Breed if I want to listen to 1970s people talk about, you know, cultural exploitation and stuff. So, <laughs> all right, all right, Eduardo. I'm sorry, I just had to throw that in at some point during this conversation. <laughs> I've been waiting for where I was going to go. <laughs> Uh, so I think I've, I've, I've already admitted to buying this on two different formats. Uh, <laughs> so if you hear this playing somewhere in Northeast DC, there's a good chance that you're near my house. So just come, I'll be in the backyard. Or, or near mine. Yeah, right. So, so it's either, it's, um, either it's the chunky glasses HQ or it's, uh, <laughs> like we're literally looking at my copy. Like, there's, right, right. there's no way I can back out of this. We're all kind of gathered around it like a Dungeons and Dragons table, you know, it's like, oh, it's all just Ooh, So oh. Numero has the, uh, cities of dark scorch game, which they <laughs> oh, haven't no. sent us yet, <laughs> which, which, so th- this is, the album is amazing. We probably will talk about this a Sitting later in the basement podcast. staring at things. Yep. Yep. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm uh, a buy. We're looking at your copy, so I think we know you're. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, that is, you know, and, and the point of this wasn't. Uh, the point of the podcast is really to get varying opinions. If you're a Carrie person, <laughs> no, I, I'm yeah, serious. right, right, right. No, right, right, right. If you're a me person, I'm sorry, but uh, you know, if you're an award <laughs> apologies, person, yeah, yeah. If you're, yeah, you know, depending on like you. We've we've done enough of these that you know our voices, and you. And if you're still listening, you at least think something about them i don't know why <laughs> maybe it's just people silently shouting at their yeah yeah they're just like they're people dumb who, like, they're people dumb. who listen to oh, troll idiots. their radio they're, they're like screaming, they're, they're dumbfounded they're like they're they they're still talking they're still talking holy fuck about brother man. Still talking. damn it but uh yeah that's the whole point so uh so you know final solution brother man that's it it's the official motion picture soundtrack Brother man, that was exciting. That was uh like we said, my lady is she vacated the basement. She was down here. <laughs> she vacated the fuck she, man, man. I I'm doing this wrong, right guys? I'll well I'll depends be, I'll, on where you want the lady. If you want her <laughs> if, if you want like a day to yourself, just you and the cats, you know what to do. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to make this creepy for guests coming down here. This is sort of a sexy basement, right? It's, it's so it's so hot. It's a <laughs> 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 no, it's not sexy. <laughs> it's very beige down here. It's very, <laughs> it's very beige. There's all sorts of taupe. Yep. There's, there's micro- <laughs> microphones everywhere, and people arguing about music. Yeah. As far as, as far, and there's so, like so there's there are just enough sound cones on the ceiling. Yeah. To, yeah. to make it really ineffective. No, 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 it works. Trust me. Okay. You you sound silky smooth right All now. All right. You do. Uh, <laughs> so my, yeah. I got my t- court talking voice on. <laughs> <laughs> so final solution, brother man. Uh, we are going to keep it in the Numero family this week when we play our track. Uh, another thing, I actually got this record up in, uh, uh, heading up to Newport Folk Festival in 2012. We, uh, what's the town over? 
The main town, not from Newport. It is not Mystic. What are you talking about? No, it's the main town, and you you fly into Hartford. Providence. 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 Yes. Oh, Rhode Island. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm thinking yeah, Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we I went to Providence uh, beforehand, and we, we drove into there. But uh, did you we, see Brown? No, we did not. But we did wander around and found a really groovy record store that had a fuck ton of numerous records up there, and I just started like collecting uh, records again. They had one. Curiously enough, recorded uh, by a band from right here in Washington, D.C., Father's Children. Uh, back in the late 60s, early 70s, they formed. This was a trio uh, of gentlemen, and they still exist today. I'm not sure if it's the original configuration. They live outside of uh, the Beltway, I think. Do they still exist as a band? Yes, they, they still really, exist they really as do. Humans? But they, they actually, and, and I have to look this up. We've mentioned them a bunch of times, but I have to look it up. Because I believe they've penned some actually mega hit. Like, people go to them and be like, here's, can you make us a hit? And they're like, you know what? Yes, we can. <laughs> Before that, though, uh, they were essentially in the the heady area era of D.C. Uh, if you can imagine Adams Morgan in the late 70s. I mean, this was... Jimi Hendrix recorded it in Adams Morgan in the late right. 70s. It was right. not in the studio. Uh, but they went and made this album uh, in an era of socially conscious stuff uh, like Marvin Gaye, like what we were just listening to, Brother Man. Uh, the name of the album uh, was Who's Going to Save the World? The track we're going to play is, and this is four years old, so we, so we are shameless, is uh, Everybody's Got a Problem. And is again, one of my jams that is in regular rotation. So, here you go, uh, right from right here in Washington D.C. Fathers, children, everybody's got a problem.
Watergate vibe is a trip, man. Oh, man, you talking about the Watergate, man. I'm so broke, I can't pay attention. All right, so, uh, you know, Father's Children Trying to Save the World. They, they were, uh, I, forget, I didn't write down the name of the band. They used to be, but they all converted to Islam. This was after the uh, riots in D.C. So you can imagine uh, the culture here and... And something we still do, we're well, we're in Brooklyn right now, right. a rapidly gentrifying uh, area where you guys have a pot belly now, huh? You guys have a pot belly now. I know. Yeah, we do. We There's do. A Chipotle. There's where, a, where yeah. you know, to be completely frank, you know, uh, the black population is getting pushed out of this city mm-hmm. uh, in a large way. The older black population. Mm-hmm. Um. So to me, that still. And this album still feels relevant. I don't think I've introduced it to you, the whole album to you, uh, Eduardo. But you should. This will be your next. Yeah, no, no, I'll be, I'll be <laughs> chasing be it down. I have, I have, I have a fair number of Numero Group releases, but there are just so many that you have a hard yeah. time, like, kind of prioritizing. But that sounded really good. Yeah. yeah. So, so what we're gonna find. Uh, we were looking for the link uh, while we were listening. Um, by the way, I really, really liked that. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Wow. How we well, Car- carries a buy on that? Oh, but how long have I known you? Uh, four years? Yeah. And you've never heard that over here. No. I have failed miserably. <laughs> I That is, well, Mis- mistakes I have were made. never heard you say that ever. <laughs> Again, <laughs> t-shirts all around. <laughs> I have failed miserably. I, I have failed miserably. Because that, 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 gets, up. <laughs> that gets played at least once a week. Here. At least. Mm. And uh, it is... Huh. Uh, I mean, since I bought it, it's 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 a fantastic record. It's a fantastic document of, uh, again, much like we were talking about, Brother Man. It it's not the thing that hit like affected the culture, but it was a reflection of the culture, and that sometimes is more important. Yeah, you know, not everything can be to pimp a butterfly. Right, right. <laughs> Although I wish everything was. <laughs> Is that okay? There's a, there's a there's a paradox in there. I'm afraid, but if Big but. Star were to cover Pimp a Butterfly, I think Kevin's head would explode like <laughs> I mean, scanner. Uh, style. We're talking zombies. Zombies. I was thinking hockey. I was like Zamboni. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So uh, check that out. Look down in the show notes. We'll have all the information for that. Uh, once again, thank you guys for coming down. Uh, once again, thank you for having us. Yes. Thank uh, you for making me miss another Republican debate. It's not over yet, God dude. damn it. It's, they have them every still, night, don't worry. Yeah, you can watch it there's tomorrow. One there's, there's one tomorrow. tomorrow. There's, Carrie, one, there's one of your Carrie, workplace I tomorrow. I hope it's not like four months before you come back. We'll, I hope so, too. We'll, we'll, we'll my, figure that out. My biggest work trial of the year is actually next week. So once that's over, I'm basically just going to be drunk yeah. and talking about music. You, you hear that, people? Like, we all have jobs. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, this is... We do this out of the goodness of our hearts, people. For you. We need five stars. Five stars on five that star, rating. Right. We need some five stars. We need stars. at least ten more ratings so we can get nowhere on the charts. That <laughs> uh, is our podcast for this week. Uh, go out and see some live music. As usual, be good to your ears, be better to your people. We will talk to you on Monday. Or... Thursday. I don't know when this is coming out. See a you day, later. A day that ends in Y. <laughs> <laughs>
Kenobi. <laughs> 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 <laughs>